in this episode of Ask Me Anything. I got a great question from Alicia in New York that is dealing with a rotator cuff injury to the shoulder. The question was, I listened to your last episode on whether or not you should still get an MRI if an x-ray is clean. I hurt my shoulder with no real direct trauma or accident that seemed to have come out of nowhere one day when I reached for something high up in my cupboard. I started at my primary doctor, had two rounds of anti-inflammatories, two injections, and about eight weeks of physical therapy, which did a lot of nothing. Finally, I was then qualified to get an MRI done. The results came back with a 75% partial tear of the supraspinatus tendon, tendinosis of the infraspinatus tendon, and bursitis. I was referred to an orthopedic surgeon and told I was a candidate for rotator cuff repair as I failed all other treatments. I'm only 38 years old with this and I'm tired of dealing with all the shoulder pain, but I've been doing my research on these types of surgeries and how they have poor long-term outcomes. My question for you is, is, is if you think surgery would be a good option to fix it, if not, then what else would you recommend? In this episode, I do my best to give a different perspective on what is going on in this situation. Hopefully, you can learn something new from it as well and avoid getting jerked around by the medical system. Welcome back to the Injuries Explain Project, where we are on a hell of a mission to make chronic injuries obsolete by helping anyone that is injured and in pain get properly educated and informed on all their treatment options so they can have the best possible outcomes without ever having to resort to pain pills, injections, or surgeries, which only make things worse. My name is Dr. Matt Maggio. I am a soft tissue injury treatment specialist with a focus on neck, shoulder, and sciatica pain. I am an expert at diagnosing and treating scar tissue and reducing inflammation from chronic injuries without the use of drugs, injections, or surgeries, which will lead to a significant increase in overall functioning and long-lasting pain relief. No gimmicks, just results. Thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the show. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started, all of the information presented in this episode is strictly my opinion and in no way, shape, or form should be misinterpreted as concrete medical advice or recommendations. If you're currently injured and in pain, please reach out to a qualified medical practitioner for a full diagnosis. If you've already done that, you haven't got any real answers, you're frustrated as hell, you just want to know what's going on, you can reach out to us directly and request an injury consultation. All of the information to do that is available in the show notes or wherever you might be consuming this information. Now that we got the boring stuff out of the way, let's get right into the show. Well, I'm back at it for Ask Me Anything. This is uh, becoming our most popular segment. Just a quick reminder, if you do have any questions you want me to cover, you can send those in directly over email. Um, you can also leave them uh, in the comment sections on the YouTube videos or wherever you might be consuming this. We're always happy to help and just give you some real answers about what's going on because I'm just tired of what the medical systems become. You know, People just getting surgeries they don't need, getting pumped full of injections and getting hooked on pain pills, which is just destroying everything. So it all starts with having some real answers about what's going on and not just jumping right into a treatment just because someone says that's what the problem is, getting multiple opinions and doing your own research because no one's gonna care about your health. 
more than you do. So based off the disclaimer that I always say in the beginning of the show, I can't give this person, uh, Alicia, like specific recommendations or advice uh, from a legal standpoint. But what I will do is I'm going to share what I would do if I was in this same exact situation myself to kind of give some context of what's going on. So first thing I want to do is just break down uh, the MRI. I'm glad we got the MRI done. It does suck that it took so long to get an MRI approved, but that's what the medical system is. They want you to go through a bunch of hoops and all sorts of shit. Uh, I, I covered this, I think, in a few episodes back where I went through about like how to actually get the MRI done quicker, not using your insurance, why it's actually cheaper and more effective. If you haven't checked that out, you know, go back and listen to that. They had a lot of good information in there. So let's break down the MRI. Uh, the first thing we saw there was a partial 75% tear of the supraspinatus tendon. So where is the supraspinatus tendon? It's one of the four uh, muscles of the rotator cuff. There's four muscles in the rotator cuff. There's the supraspinatus, there's the infraspinatus, there's the teres minor, and then there's the subscap. So the supraspinatus kind of goes on top of the shoulder. It almost like starts under where you might feel like where your trap is, and then goes on the top part of the shoulder and then attaches right out on the outside part of the arm onto what's called the humerus on the head of the humerus. And, and a lot of times, um, this area, the supraspinatus tendon, is the most common area for rotator cuff tears and degeneration to happen. Uh, the next one we saw in there was a tendinosis of the infraspinatus tendon. There wasn't a grade on that, so I'd like to see what a grade was because it would give me a better idea of how serious it is going forward. I covered that more in depth as well about like, you know, a lot of people get in this, uh, this realm and this idea that like, it's, it's gotta be a tendonitis, but it's not, it's a tendinosis. It's actually something much worse. I cover that in another episode as well. So go back and look, um, not look, go back and listen to that episode as well. If you want to get a little more in depth about what a tendinosis is, but basically what happens is when there's a lot of force going in through the shoulder and it's not able to move how it should, the force has to go somewhere and where it ends up going is usually to the tendons and it becomes a tendinosis first. Uh, basically a tendinosis is just like, it's like degenerated pieces of material that form in the tendon to help buffer the area. It's not a good quality. And usually a tendinosis is the problem first. It doesn't get good blood flow, doesn't get good oxygen, gets worse and worse and worse. And then eventually a tendinosis is what becomes a tear. And this is what I think probably happened in there as well. In this situation, I bet there was already a tendinosis present before in the supraspinatus. And then eventually what happened was it's got that partial tear. So most tears don't just happen right away. They're usually a tendinosis first, then they become a tear. And then the last one, bursitis. Bursitis is just an idea that there's inflammation in there. It doesn't really tell us anything. Bursitis is what I call a junk box diagnosis and allows the orthopedic surgeon to pump you full of uh, cortisone shots and give you anti-inflammatories. The question we always must ask and answer is not only like why is the the swelling or the inflammation in there, but what's causing it as well. And a lot of times, a lot of treatments the, just want to get rid of the inflammation instead of getting to the root cause of what's going on. That is a problem. So yeah, we got a tear, we got a tendinosis, and we got a bursitis. Got a lot going on. So a key component I'm always looking for when I'm evaluating an injury in my own clinic is was there trauma or not? And based off of this one, there was no direct trauma like, hey, I got in a car accident or I was lifting one day and I felt something pop or crack or I don't know, I fell out of a tree, all those kind of things. I'm always looking like, is there trauma or not? And when there's no trauma, I'm usually thinking there's a compensation where that tear itself 
isn't actually the cause of the problem, it's actually the effect. And that's really important in this situation because a lot of people end up going down that road of like surgery where these questions haven't been answered thoroughly. thoroughly. Like, is there trauma or not? Because it's really key to let me know if that area is actually the true problem or if it's just an effect of everything else going on there. So the problem with surgery, there's a lot of problems with surgery, you know, and a lot of times the surgeons make it out to be like, just gonna be this magical thing and it's gonna fix you and you don't have to do anything and in and out and go from there. I covered this way more in depth, I think in like episode four, where I went through all the uh, risk factors of surgery, if it'll actually work, all the things you should account for be, be, when doing that. Because the orthopedic surgeons, they have like a God complex. They go in and they go, yeah, we're just gonna, you know, cut here, sew here, you'll be good to go. That's such bullshit. It's not actual true at all. And there's gonna be a lot of problems going down the road. But basically in this situation, think of, Think of the the bad tendon in there. It's kind of like uh, your thumb, and it's stuck inside a car door. The car door is actually all the bad tissue around there, especially in this situation where there wasn't a direct trauma or accident in there. That's what's actually going on. So we can't give that thumb or that tendon a chance to heal up until we remove that car door, which is all the bad tissue around there. So what's actually more likely going on in here there's a lot going on in here. And like I said, one of my specialties in my own clinics and people that I train is in shoulder injury. So I see these a lot is first off, there's probably a lot of scar tissue that built up in the middle of the back, specifically in the what's called the, the thoracic spine. It's the part of your spine where all your ribs attach in there as well. I covered scar tissue in depth in other episodes, but basically we spend a majority of our lives in like a very lousy posture, you know, sitting down, rolled forward, looking at our phones, looking at computers, not moving how we should, and we're in that bad posture. And when that happens is the muscles get constantly stretched and contract. When that happens, they don't get enough blood flow, they don't get enough oxygen, which in turn causes the body to lay down what's called scar tissue. Scar tissue is like glue, gets inside the muscles, inside the ligaments, inside the fascia, all around through there, and it even gets stuck to the nerves. And then eventually what happens is those muscles are less flexible, and they're a hell of a lot more weak. And it causes the shoulder to kind of roll forward to take the pressure off of there and then makes the muscles weaker, less flexible. Then the force has to go somewhere where it ends up going is into the tendon, which is why the damage is in the tendons now without a direct trauma. And then the bursitis is a response to the wear and tear on the shoulder and the tendon and the joint as well. So it basically goes bad posture first, scar tissue forms. Then it compensates by rolling forward. And people are like, oh, my shoulders are rolled forward. I just need to fix my posture. No, that isn't the case. You got to get all that tissue out of there and get it cleaned up. Then the tendon gets jammed up. Then the bursitis. So what happens is they want to start with treating the bursitis, then surgery on the tendon. They never address the real problem, which is all the scar tissue uh, formation in there. Hope you're still with me. I'm trying to talk a little bit slower here. <laughs> so how would I treat this in my own clinic? Uh, first thing we would be doing is we do a full history and a full functional evaluation. You know, if you go to a doctor and they just look at an MRI and they don't move, they don't take you through a full detailed evaluation, that person is an idiot and they don't know what they're doing. They are not a doctor. They're just a glorified technician that charges a lot for something that's not actually going to work, but I digress. So what I would do first is there would be a hands-on treatment to all the muscles around the shoulder first. And basically in this treatment, what we do is we provide and we, we get what's called proper depth and then tension to restore range of motion in the shoulder. Basically what we do is we put the muscle in a shortened position, we get some depth on it, we back off a little bit, we get some tension, and then the client goes through a full 
range of motion for multiple passes. It's basically what's called myofascial release. Um, there's a lot of myofascial release practitioners out there who actually suck at it. They're actually too compressive and they beat the hell out of the muscle. And you think just because you're getting, it hurts that it must be doing something. No, it's like a very precise and very focused. It's almost like being able to do surgery without having to do surgery as well. Then we would do that same type of treatment in the mid back in that thoracic spine, get things moving better. Then once we get all that scar tissue out of there and we restore as much range of motion as possible, then we would start to strengthen some of the com compensations that are going on there with some corrective work. You know, a lot of people want to go right back into like full blown exercises. We got to build back some of that strength. So it's going to allow us to build that muscle back up the right way. And then lastly, we're going to increase the overall strength with like global movements, more um I guess, compound movements, you know, like moving the whole shoulder, moving the whole thoracic spine after we balance that strength and got all that scar tissue out of there. I always say, think of an injury, like an injury like this that's going on. It's kind of like, it's a really bad house and we have to tear it down and rebuild it. The first part, getting the tissue cleaned up by a myofascial release practitioner is gonna be like tearing everything down. And then we start to lay the foundation. The foundation is when we start to do the corrective exercises to build that. Then we put the siding on, then we put the roof on. And what happens is if you jump to putting the roof on, which is doing all the strengthening first before ever cleaning up all the bad muscles, that's the foundation's gonna crumble. That's what happens with physical therapy and why this person had problems in physical therapy as well because it was the wrong treatment. You wouldn't put a roof on a house before you put the siding and the foundation on. That's what's happening in there as well. So thank you so much for that question. Um, I try to keep these short and, and to the point so that, you can get some information and really understand what's going on. And there's a couple of things I want to end the show with. You know, I actually train providers all over the world in that advanced scar tissue uh, treatment that I talked about, you know, proper depth, proper tension, restoring range of motion. You can reach out um, with all the information in the show notes if you want to see if one of those is available in your area. We train them all over the world and they're the best of the best. Uh, next thing is, I've talked about it before, but if you're really tired of not getting answers, you're you're on the verge of possibly getting surgery, you had surgery, it didn't help, you don't know what's going on, just reach out to us and request one of those injury consultations directly with me. You'll get to talk to me. Yeah, me. And get some real answers about what's going on. Another thing I want you to always remember is get multiple opinions about your injuries and never be told that surgery is the only option. I'm amazed at how many people will just go to one provider and they're like, yep, I'm just going to get surgery. That's going to be how it's going to go. But then like when they go to buy a car, they'll look at like 30 different models and that's, that's just a car, but they won't do that with their bodies. Uh, another thing you can do to help out is, you know, share the show with other people that you think it might help. Um, our real goal is to get this message out there and help more and more people just stay the hell away from pain pills, injections, and surgeries, which only make things worse. And lastly, just send in any questions you might have for the ask me anything uh, segments, you know, we got a pretty good backlog of those going in. And this is what I think I'm going to do a lot on this podcast kind of going forward, because they t seem to be our most popular and we just get a lot of good information out there. And all the information to do that is available in the show notes or wherever you're consuming this content. I appreciate you guys listening and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.